I was like usually like bottom, and for some reason this one I'm like up towards the top. Kyle went Maybe from the bottom I'm to the top. Basically fully confirmed, and I was thinking it prior to, but yeah, basically Arc Pirate Mod. Good luck to everybody's stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, dude, heard. yeah, I, I couldn't like, handle Whoa! that shit. Listen, have you guys ever felt raged after playing a game that you want to go out and, like, do something stupid like that? If I heard it was coming out on mobile. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. It's our 31st episode. We're middle-aged. And I am Al. I'm Kyle. And I'm Nick. <laughs> What's up, boys? How we doing? Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy New Year! It's great. Oh to, yeah, Happy New Year, man! Great to all all of us be back, and uh, the holidays are over. Thank Christ! Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you, I'm sure, are even doubly happy considering how crazy it got for you at the what we'll now call your old job in a week. Indeed, yeah. Oh, you got a new job. Yeah, n- new job. Gonna be starting in two weeks. So this is this is gonna be my last week at my current job, and then move on to a bigger and better thing. Con- Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Yep, he's uh he'll be working and eventually moving to Delaware. Oh, sweet! What what area? Uh, Wilmington area. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah, we go to Southern Delaware a lot. I I like Delaware. I want to work at Dogfish Head. I was so close. I know. I'm still disappointed so in you for that. So close. I'm disappointed in me too. I, that's a good story one day, Nick, for him to tell you. The interview <laughs> uh, at Dogfish Head. Eight uh, hours. Eight hour interview? Eight hour interview. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is like, it's like a tour. Was it like a and marathon? Then, like, Yeah. <laughs> so seriously so you go on a tour and then i was i was interviewing for an it position and um i met who would be my boss he walked me around showed me the it stuff and then um you go in this room and every department has to come in and interview you so every department's like hammering you with all these questions and some just want to get to know you to see what kind of person you're going to be some have like technical questions you know like how to export a doc right you know, and then using their software and it was, it was a little ridiculous. So, and then like towards the end, they were like, you're, you're exhausted by the end of this thing. And then they're like, Hey, come down and have a beer. And they give you a free beer. Um, they would have paid for my hotel room and everything, but, uh, I just went home that night cause the kids and stuff, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty grueling day. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Woo, so. I, I can't remember ever having an interview like that. Yes. Yep. I'm, I guess I just have an aim tie. <laughs> cool place, though. Sad I didn't get it. I would have got free beer every paycheck, but you know what? It's all right. I'm happy where I'm at now. So it worked out. Yeah, I, I miss working where you're at. I had I loved that job. They uh they were they were all right. Yeah, they're okay. We're okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a great great group of people to work with. I don't think I mean yeah. like you're the only person there still that I that I know. Yeah, as far as like the IT like ops. Yeah, oh, Doreen. Like out of our old crew. Ryan's yeah. gone. Ramon's yep. gone. Yeah. 
We were like the, yeah. the four miscreants. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what have you guys been uh, watching, playing? Well, actually, so did we ever do like a full Christmas review? All the presents? What'd you guys get? Mm, I got nothing gaming related. Oh, that's right. You did say that. You didn't get any... Well, I don't know if this really counts. Like, I, I bought Liam some Switch games that I play. Uh-huh. Does that count as a gift for me too, then, or because it, technically it's his? But I've been keeps playing. Give it, yeah, right, right. It, it we gives, all get to play it. Gives right back to you. Right, that's what I was thinking. How about you, but Nick? I, I t- How did you? Uh, hey, Kyle and I did did do our Christmas thing. Yeah, what was? Um, oh, you got something really cool though, Kyle. And I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Uh, I don't remember. Is it, is it bad that I don't either? I just remember you saying, I was like, oh, that's sweet. I got a snowboarding pass. Oh, yeah. That's like right. a day pass. Yeah, that might have been it. I... For up by me. Yeah. Blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how about you, Nicholas? How'd the elves treat you? Treat me well. I didn't get any gaming things. Uh, same for me. But The uh, fuck was, is wrong with like... you two? <laughs> It's not us. It's it's not us. We ask for it. I'm sure. Yeah, we, all right. <laughs> we don't we don't buy gifts for ourselves. I mean, we do, but. Well, in your case, I understand, Kyle. Nick, in your case, you got no fucking excuse. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I guess my gift uh, was well, the best one probably. I got to go to um, is up in Ticonderoga. Ooh. Uh, and it was a Star Trek tour. Oh, get out! Uh, and and to, to understand this, uh, this was a this is the original series Star Trek. So like the original Captain Kirk, you know, yep. spot, awesome, you know, from the the sixties. They rebuilt the entire set because uh, they they made a fan film, uh, a series of fan films. If you look it up, uh, call it, it's called New Voyages. Oh, I wanted to um, see that. Really, really recommend it. It's, it's a very, very, you know, I think it's, I want to say they did 10 episodes or something. They mm-hmm. did it back in like 2005 or something like that. Anyway, um, but they kept the sets around and they turned it into kind of like this, uh, I want to say museum slash uh, tour piece. Kind of like uh, PJ did this. with Hobbiton. Yeah, exa- exactly. Per- yeah, perfect example. Or, you know, they kept it around and, and I guess CBS and all that, yeah, you know, permit them to do this because technically this is the fan film side right right you know that, that kind of thing but yeah they, they haven't gone after them yet thank goodness um and yeah so they they and they rebuilt it completely to specs of like the original series set and oh, then cool. they take they take you on the tour in such a way to like you know kind of you know you you uh so i'll, I'll walk you through it if you want so basically and I'll, I'll, probably, I'll try and post some pictures i, I gotta get them off my uh camera card they, you know they allow, they'll let you take pictures no video but cool so, so I was, I was like, I was like spraying and praying with the camera. <laughs> it was just so fun because I mean, especially if you're a fan of you know the at least the original Star Trek. Oh yeah, you know, uh, and and or you know, uh, uh, television you know uh, creation. Sure, sure. And so you, you, they start off and you know they they, they open the doors or, you know they cut with the explanations like back in the day in the 60s obviously there were no automatic doors and it was simply just a, you know a key grip pulling a string and the doors would open <laughs> so you know nothing was automatic and like nasa would, would email in it's like how are you getting your automatic doors to work it's like oh, <laughs> <television."> <laughs> the magic of so, tv <laughs> exactly 
And so you walk in and you're like instantly into like the hallway and they describe these things. And then the first room you go into is the transporter room. So it's kind of, oh, you, know, you wow. get to beam in. And then they take you into the, the doctor's office and then captain's curse quarters. And then you keep walking down the hallway and they, you know, they say like, you know, the, the, the trickery of television and that, you know, they make this ship seem really large and that you know, they have about, I don't know, like 15, 20 feet of hallway, but they'll, you know, film it in different angles and flip it around and sure. all the stuff to give this illusion. Like when you're watching the series, it's like, you know, and redress it sometimes. Yeah, so that it looks like a different hallway, different it, part of yeah, the ship. Yeah, every time you look at it, it's something you know slightly different yet still familiar. And, yeah. it, and it's it's just oh man, it's so gorgeous. Wow. And then you get into the engine room, and you have like you know the, you know the old warp core and all, and it, and it looks like smack dab on. And then oh, they, obviously so the, cool. they save the best for last. The you bridge. get to walk on, on on that's right right onto the bridge. Oh my god! <laughs> and you're just like, oh, there we go. And they don't let you touch anything. Like they're very important. It's like don't don't flip any because you know it, you know it's a set piece, so it's not designed for usage in terms. Like, right, you know, right, right. Of, like, you know, it's like yeah, you're not supposed to be smashing buttons and all this stuff, but. They let you sit in the captain's chair. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and he's got, like, you can swivel it in. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, total dream. And you never think it was there. So if you're ever up in Ticon near or near Ticonderoga, New York, highly recommend going. I'm, I'm definitely going to put that on the list. I, I got to say, like, out of any of my friends, you are probably, and I know we mentioned this on a previous cast, you are probably one of the most hardcore Star Trek fans I've ever met. So I can only imagine, like, you, this this just big kid in a candy store. Like, I, I would be the same way, man. Like, that's just a, a dream come true. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely! It was it was fantastic. Oh, that that is <laughs> you know, awesome. You know, I'm sitting with my you know my parents and my dad's you know like the other Trekkie in the family. Oh yeah, so he's, he's just like he's he's like oh wow. I was gonna say your dad. Oh my god, your dad was there too. He must have lost oh, yeah. his shit. He must. Have oh lost yeah, it. he loved it. He loved it too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, man. Like I remember growing up, like I was really, I was really close to walking down that path of of getting into making movies, and um. You know, my, my friend Ethan and I used to spend, like, entire weeks, you know, in summer at, at his place making movies with this handheld Sony camcorder that I had. And, you know, you had two creative minds that, you know, hadn't really uh, had anything to do with their lives. You know, we were in middle school at the time. And we would literally start at, like, 6 in the morning. And then we'd we would just start making these movies. We'd have a plot laid out. And we'd go till, like two or three in the morning the following night get a couple hours get up and do it again and by the end of the week we had this like little 45 minute long movie with like special effects that we'd edit in and stuff it was, <laughs> it was totally crazy like so whenever i hear someone talk like the magic of television making you know a 15 foot set piece seem like it's miles long i mean some of the crap we had to do like just thinking back on it i mean it's just dumb kids being kids but like it's kind of the same principle. You you kind of have to stretch what you have. I just I used to love that. I used to love that if you were creative enough, like you could really make an illusion of something that is completely non-existent. You know, appear on TV. It's great. But yeah, oh man, I I, I really do want to check that out. Like that's uh one of the closest experiences I had to that lately. Um, I, I've mentioned before, Lucas let me borrow his Oculus Rift. 
and I set up a Steam VR, you know, on my account, on my Steam account, and I found that you can have environments to where, like, you can walk around, pick, you know, and then go through your games library, pick what you want to play, but, um, so mine is the, the original series Star Trek Bridge. <laughs> Oh, nice. And I can literally just walk around the bridge. You can interact with stuff. And, uh, I mean, that's the closest I've had to that so far. And even then, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and it just was totally um, uh, uh, doubled in the, re in the realism with that awesome gaming chair my wife got me for Christmas. Like, sitting in the captain's chair. I was like, holy crap, this is pretty cool. <laughs> but... Oh, that's awesome, man. That sounds like that sounds like a hell of a Christmas present for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um I mean I, I spoke on the last cast, you know, I got an awesome gaming chair, treated myself to the beast computer, got a bunch of crap for the oh, kids. Nice. Yeah, how is that thing? Or, or, or you can run everything in Ultra. Uh yes, pretty much. I haven't found anything I can't run in Ultra except for one thing. And I actually put it down to Rockstar's shitty programming than my computer. <laughs> because the game I'm trying to run in Ultra is like fucking 10 years old. It's Max Payne 3. And that piece of shit <laughs> slows down with a certain feature turned on. And it's like, it says, oh, you need, uh, you know, s four gigs of video RAM for this. And I'm like, I got fucking 16! <laughs> and you're running like shit! <laughs> So, yeah, but no, I mean, I, it's it's wild. It's wild seeing games that I played a lot of, you know, and then all of a sudden you crank everything up. A, a good example for me was uh, Total War, Warhammer 2. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I could barely play that, you know, on low. It, it ran kind of shitty on my old laptop, but it was enough to where I could play it. And uh, on this thing, it was like I cranked it all up, and it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Just zooming in on armies clashing and... and the hand-to-hand -hand combat just looking so crisp. It's, you know, like watching Braveheart. But, uh... Oh, yeah, speaking of that series, Nick, you know what's coming in March, right? No, it's coming in March. Total War Three Kingdoms. Ancient... Oh! I keep seeing advertising. Is that when it's coming? Yeah, it's coming in March. Ancient China, baby. Oh, yeah. That, I think, is going to be the best in the series. For one, that whole... You know, Romance of the Three Kingdoms era is just amazing. If you've ever, you know, for anyone listening to that, if you've ever read about it, uh, there's some fantastic movies. Um, what the hell is that one? Redcliffe. Uh, Redcliffe. Oh, is a, yeah, that was good. That's a fantastic, like, what are they called? Wushu movies? Like, you know, the martial arts and, yeah, and war. Yeah. Um, but it's actually a really good kind of, uh, sh it shows you what the Three Kingdoms War was all about, and oh, I can't wait to actually play that in a game. Cannot wait. <clears throat> but yeah, speaking of playing games, Kyle, what the hell have you been playing and watching? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Smash still. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the last. I can go fight the final boss in Spirit Mode. Um, I'm just trying to beat all the other spirits before I do that. Yeah. So I'm just going around. I have like maybe five left and the whole thing's complete. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've been kicking butt on it. That's I, you know what though? I like, I don't feel like it's that hard. If you like, so <laughs> I play as either link or tune link and I use the ore club and I have bison as my spirit 
And I, I always start with that or club, and it's just like I just kick everyone's ass with that. It's or club, or O R E. It looks like a giant rock, like oh, I was gonna and say, when you I... swing at a when you swing at a tornado comes out. <laughs> wow, I so, was gonna say I really missed a Zelda somewhere along the line. Yeah, no, this isn't a Zelda weapon. I don't know. I actually don't know where it comes from in the Nintendo universe or wherever they pulled it from because they have so <laughs> many different. They have so many different, you know games and, and and references in there i don't know where it comes from but yeah it shoots out a tornado with a bigger tornado so you just use that to up their percentage smack them with it once and there they go flying off nice so it almost makes it too easy yeah so it's actually kind of like a knock on it because it's like you know as soon as you unlock that you can just wipe the floor with everybody almost everybody there's a couple fights that you can't use it but okay for the most part yeah that's that i have Characters left unlocked that I'm just waiting for them to appear. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. I've been playing the crap out of Splatoon 2 still. Yeah, you were saying you were having a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, I beat single player. And uh, I just downloaded the Octo... Um, downloadable con, the con... The Octo expansion. So you play as like the Octo kid. Oh, okay. <clears throat> train, and I'm not sure yet if the train is supposed to represent like you're dead and you're in another world. And you got to pass these tests to get out. Interesting. So I'm not really sure what happened. Yeah, I don't know how the story's going yet because I'm only like a couple levels in. But uh, that's pretty. It's pretty interesting. There's some tests. It gets a lot harder too. I mean, it's it's some of them are pretty tough. No shit. And uh, playing multiplayer, kicking ass, which is incredible because, like I said on last cast, I sucked on the Wii version, the Wii U <laughs> version. I was like usually like bottom, and for some reason this one I'm like up towards the top. Kyle went from Maybe the bottom I'm to the top. That's right. While I drink <laughs> my pink tart berry ale. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we do that or I'm playing 10 year olds, whatever. Huh? <laughs> I'll take it either way. Yeah. Um, my kids have been really getting into Yoshi's Woolly World for the Wii U, which that is looks a like a really good game. game. I never did play it, though. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's It's cute, but not like annoyingly cute you know what right, i mean right uh really good platforming and it's not like so difficult for them it's difficult if you want to collect 100 percent. yeah i shouldn't even say difficult it's harder if you want to collect but if you just want to zip through the levels sure it's great for a, it's great for someone that's like liam and calvin's age oh that's cool yeah so they've been enjoying that and they like um all the different amoebas uh amoebas amiibos <laughs> that i have if like you touch Link, he, like Yoshi's yarn pattern turns into like a Link yarn pattern. Oh, that's cool. That's and like cool. the Squid Kid, and yeah, and if you put another Yoshi on, you get two Yoshis. Oh, so cool. they've been having fun messing with that. So as far as watching, I've been watching. I just started Castlevania season two. I know what I'm doing tonight. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh. I'm two episodes in, so I'm not super far into it, but uh, I, just as interesting as the first one. I love the first one. Oh, I loved the first one. First one was a masterstroke. Yeah. yeah, eight episodes wasn't enough. No, you saw that, right, Nick? Not yet. No, I've been meaning to get around. The 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 first season you haven't seen yet? Yeah, even the first season. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, it's, it's good. <laughs> I know, yeah, check I know. it out. Check oh, it out man. when you get a chance. It's really good. Really good. You'll love it. You will love it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Other than that, the other thing, my wife started watching Sabrina. 
Oh yeah, on Netflix. It, I guess it's like a darker remake of Sabrina That's the what Teenage I've heard. Witch. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty dark. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark. Like devil possessing people. Um, he shows up, and he's not like a devil in human form. He's in like his full goat, you know, beast form when he shows up. And nice. <clears throat> it's pretty dark. We're 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 a couple episodes in. I, I'm a lot more interested in the show than I thought I was going to be. Huh. Um, it's a little cheese ball, but. There's uh, some really good parts to it right, too. Though. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Christmas Chronicles was cheese ball, but I loved it. Yeah, yeah, you did say that was cheese ball. I did not get to watch that. Oh, it was great. <laughs> do you see that Nick with Kurt Russell playing Santa Claus? I saw the trailers. I'm like, this came out of nowhere. I'm like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, right? <laughs> it did, and you know what? It's total cheese ball, but I thought it was good. I'm telling you, if good? you can still get it on there, you got to watch it. It was good. Okay. Just cheesy and funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been playing. That's cool. And watching. What about you guys? Uh, we'll go with you, Nick, and I'll finish it off. All right. Uh, well, I I've jumped. I think we talked about it last one or a couple we of did. ago. Atlas. The 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 and it's now like basically fully confirmed and I was thinking it prior to but yeah basically arc pirate mod <laughs> dude they fucking oh my god did they screw people over with this one not only that but like I heard if you had a controller plugged in and you did a little combination you'd actually go back to the arc menu yep yep you can get back to the arc menu I mean <clears throat> I didn't expect anything really different I mean I I can kind of pick it out watching the trailer like okay. This looks like it's built on the Arc engine. Sure. And they're kind of going with that. And, and, you know, again, it's not something, you know, drastic for a studio to use the same kind of thing. But yeah, it is no holds barred pirate mod Arc edition. And they're um, charging now, a lot of money for that. Uh, yeah. And it's, it, it is early access, but holy hell, does it feel like a step backwards wow. in terms of stability and everything? Like, I was hoping that it would be on, like, the more stable part of Arc. I mean, Arc, Arc even of itself, like, you get a lot of people on the server it still becomes unstable but at least like its current iteration it, you know it's fairly like it things will work and you know we're dealing with a lot of frame rate issues and things like that sure but uh yeah like playing around the public servers like whoa we're, we're back <laughs> to early access mode again oh geez uh, and it shows and it's like oh man and so i mean again if, if you're if you're really interested in it you can check it out, but my, my take on it right now is like you got to be a super fan or know that you're getting into an early access because that's what it really feels like. Yeah, um, a, lot, a lot, a lot of potential. I can see a lot of potential. Like the, the ship building is super cool. Obviously, you have like the whole you know, the whole arc sandbox mode. The sailing around is really nice. Uh, again, playing on the public servers, like basically each like map square is is technically a server so if you ever go private server that's all you'd have unless you chain multiple servers huh. together so that aspect's neat but again it, it it just it just feels super clunky wow um, and you know may, maybe over time as as they kind of build things out and flesh it out like it'll become a lot smoother um but yeah it's definitely uh, i give it a hold and wait and see uh huh. overall on that thing yeah Wow! Uh, but then, um, uh, one of my one of my uh, viewers gave me a game called Perception. Uh, really cool. Um, it's basically your character is blind. Uh, it's a blind girl. Oh! <clears throat> and uh, so you kind of see the world through this. The best I can describe is like a daredevil type vision. Okay, like so the you, Ben Affleck one. 
Yeah, the Ben Affleck one. Yeah. All right. And so you have like a you know like you have a, a cane button essentially. It's like your space bar, and you, you you know every time you tap it, you kind of send out this this you know oh, echolocation, cool. and it frames you know kind of the room you're in, so you're you know you're not running into like furniture and and Ooh. whatnot, but. But it's kind of it's framed as a horror game too. So like you're going into this like possessed house and trying to like you know that that's been in your dreams and you're trying to figure out like why am I even here type of thing. Wow. And super super cool because it, it played like because like all your like far off vision quote unquote is all very very dark. You, like you can't see like several you know rooms down or anything like that. And even like your echolocation doesn't go that far. So it's wow. a lot of just like. Figuring out what's ahead of you and what's in the room with you, Ooh. and then figuring that out and and kind of dealing with that. Super super cool game. Um, that doesn't last very long. Uh, I'd say it's, it's about six or eight hours worth. Okay. Um, but uh, but oh man, the, the, I thought the story was great, and I, I don't know, I love the, this like you know blind mechanic. Uh, I'm gonna have to reach and, out and see if they'll uh, give me a review copy. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. it. It's really good. And then uh, I'm currently playing uh, Kona. K-O-N-A. I have this uh, one, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, it's designed for VR, but I'm not <clears throat> playing it you know, regular peasant style. <laughs> 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 um, but again, another cool little story. It's kind of it's kind of like on the rail. I say on the rails, but it's, it's pretty linear in, in its storytelling. But it's a cool little thing. You're playing a, a, a Canadian detective. Eh? Uh, yeah, no do it to put today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you were like you know you're following up on this request from uh this uh this benefactor to investigate something and like things just start unraveling as soon as you get there and it gets kind of a little bit mystical and uh you start dealing with like a wendigo style Ooh. Uh, monster in the woods type of thing it's very cool oh, that's I, I could cool. definitely see if you had like vr it'd be you know that much more immersive uh but a great little story i think it's really cool I might have to check that out. That sounds really cool. <clears throat> All right. So that... what about you? What, what okay. do you mean? Um, so <laughs> I got this beautiful beast of a computer, and I've actually arr, gone arr, arr. I've actually gone retro <laughs> for, <Whoa. laughs> for probably the past two. The, be- the beast is here. And, it's and I'm playing 16-bit. <laughs> <laughs> Want <laughs> the beast to emulate Super Nintendo, huh? Oh, like a beast, <laughs> like a boss. Um, <clears throat> but no, I um, I kind of went headfirst into the uh, Bard's Tale trilogy remastered. Uh, you can pick it up on GOG relatively cheap. Um, it is it basically stemmed from I I got the fourth one from In Exile, and I still plan on doing like a stream of that start to finish. But I wanted to play it first and get a feel for it, and I, and I love it. I absolutely love Bart's Tale 4. I still think that's, like, one of the best unsung games of last year. But as I'm playing it, and they're going over story points, I'm like, shit, I don't remember any of this. And granted, it's probably been almost <laughs> almost 30 years since I played the first Bard's Tale. And um, so I picked this up, and I started playing uh, Bard's Tale 1 a couple weeks ago. And I was... I've been playing it a bunch lately. I was telling Kyle about it the last time we recorded where it was like, it's one of those really old school dungeon crawlers. Um, but it, it, it was one of the best ones because it shows you why people loved those games. Yeah. It's a bit grindy, but you know, it is one of those where when you finally do get that level, like your level actually means something and it makes your character 
that much more powerful to get you past, you know, the next obstacle or wherever you're stuck. So I've been playing the heck out of that, just kind of enjoying going back to the old D&D style dungeon crawlers. Uh, it's just very well done. It's it's a perfect remaster. They did the quality of life improvements that I think <laughs> the game would not have sold otherwise. Like they actually added auto mapping, uh, which uh. yeah, because somewhere in my parents' house is a box of like tons of graph paper when I'd made maps <laughs> for this shit the first time, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this shit again. <laughs> And uh, so yeah, no, it's it's great. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, and then a couple days ago, uh, I I had reached out to and heard back from. I'm gonna butcher their name. It's that uh, it's Blitzy or Blitz Games, the 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 pancake. I forget. I think it's that's how you pronounce it because their logo, at least the one I saw, the guy had a pan like a stack of pancakes for his logo. So I think it's like Blitzy Games or something like that. But the game is called Lovecraft's Untold Stories. And it actually comes out the end of this month. But um, I got a, a preview copy. And I got to tell you, this game is a blast. It's kind of like... It's got like that twin stick shooter feel where you can move with the left stick, shoot with the right stick... <clears throat> mixed with, like, Zelda slash Binding of Isaac set in a HP Lovecraft setting. Uh, so, you know, it, you, you there's a couple characters you can play as, but you actually have to rescue them first. So you only start out with this detective who basically gets a telegram from, like, his old mentor, says he's found something, needs his help, blah, blah, blah. And you start out in this this, like, old haunted house kind of thing and you're just going room to room you know if there's stuff in there you got to clear it out you're gathering clues you're finding like weird shit all throughout these boards uh some give you information some make you lose a little bit of sanity <laughs> and give you information and so like you have your health that you got to keep in check and then you got to keep your sanity in check and the only way i found to restore a bit of your sanity is to either find you know, certain events or things that will restore it, or chocolate. So, chocolate. <laughs> yes. Finding chocolate tucked away in a safe is a lifesaver. Keeps the dementors away. <laughs> um, but it's cool because as your character starts going more and more nuts, like, you'll be going around the map and they'll just start muttering to themselves, like, why the hell did I get into this? When is this going to end? <laughs> and, um... It's great. It's it's kind of um, Super Nintendo-y graphics, maybe a little bit better. Hmm. And um, the boards are obviously random each time, uh, so it's got that roguelike element. But what I found that's really cool, so like the first board was this haunted house. The next one was this hospital where like they were doing experiments on like the patients and shit. And um, I wound up like going through, busting into this lab. And there was this guy trapped in, like, this, you know, prism. And I blew up the machines and switched all the levers. And finally it drops. And he was the first uh, character that I rescued. And you can actually start a new game playing as him. Um, and he's, a, he's like, a scientist with, like, this backpack that shoots these giant blasts of energy balls. Whereas the detective has a shotgun, you know. And, and, and he uses firearms. And, like... 
the the uh, scientist instead of starting in the haunted house, he actually his game starts out in the lab, and it's like a totally different story and a totally different perspective, and it's just really cool. I'm really really enjoying it, and it was just like I hadn't heard of it. Somebody I knew uh, in one of the Discord forums had mentioned it because I said I was a big Lovecraft fan, and you know if you like H.P. Lovecraft stuff and the Cthulhu mythos and like you know, Dagon, all those stories. This is a really good game you should check out. Like, the the people that made this obviously are big fans of his uh, work and his mythology because they nailed it. They nailed the feel. The music is fantastic. It's just nice and creepy, and and um, the graphics are great for what it is. It's very fun. Uh, there's, it's got a few issues, mainly grammatical. So I think the team's actually Russian. So there is a couple, <laughs> yeah, there is a couple spots where it's like, oh, I think you meant this word. And I was actually like, I love this game enough to where I started making notes on it, and I, I'm gonna like reach out to them, and be like, hey, you might want to fix this to this if you have the time. But like, it's not, it's not jarring. It's not gonna take you out of it. It's, it's very occasional and it's very rare. I mean, you mentioned it like it was Super Nintendo graphics. I mean, even like, well, definitely Nintendo, but even Super Nintendo is like, there's always like the weird translation. Yeah. And and I'm telling (laughs) you, like, that's kind of what it felt like where I was like, oh, you know, if if they meant to do that, that's cool. But I don't think they did. (laughs) But you know what? I mean, that's great, though. I can't recommend it enough. It's a really fun game. I'm having so much fun with it. Um, I'm on the third board for each of the character stories so far. And that is where I'm stopping at most points because it's fucking hard. <laughs> um, do you unlock more characters the same way you did the scientists? Yep. Or yeah, when I you, you basically like get it. to unlock them another character on the second board of each character's story. Neat. So the the detective I unlocked the scientist in the hospital. The scientist, his second board was a graveyard, and I unlocked the uh, what is she like? A, she's like a voodoo priestess. I forget what I forget what her actual title is, but I unlocked her. I tried playing as her, and I died within, like, two rooms because her attack style <laughs> is just not my attack style. So I have to learn how to play her. It's, like, a totally different uh, way to play the game and with this character, so I have to figure it out. But it's just neat. Like, each character plays very differently. Their story is totally different. You can just tell, like, a lot of a lot of love went into this game, and I, I can't say enough good about it. I'm really, really enjoying it. It comes out uh, January 31st. I think they did early access. You might even be able to pick it up now. But, um, I mean, it's great. It's a really good time, and, and uh, I highly recommend it, especially if you're a Lovecraft fan. Because, as you know, there really aren't many really good Lovecraft games out there. I mean, I have that new Call of Cthulhu one, and I'm still playing through that. But, I don't know, this one just really nails the feel of it so far. So, yeah, Lovecraft's Untold Stories by Blitzy Games. Uh, I like it a lot. And I'm going to try my best to get past the third board. Uh, I had to take a break because I started getting into fuck this game mode. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, I will be going back to it. <laughs> and then uh, other than that, I've tried to uh, now since I'm still borrowing the Oculus Rift, I want to use it to uh, get myself moving. And I've been playing some Creed VR, uh, you know, off the Creed movie. So it's like a really cool boxing VR experience. And, uh, for someone like me who's not what you'd call in shape, um, it's definitely making me work up a big sweat and get some exercise. So I'm really liking that. Uh, it's making exercise fun. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I've been playing. Uh, I haven't really been... Oh, I, the only other thing I've been watching was on uh, 
Amazon Prime, I'm, I'm like hooked on this documentary, The Making of the Mob. You know, go figure. I just need to get more sleep at night rather than staying up till <laughs> two in the morning watching documentaries. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's what I think that's what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and uh, we'll move on now to upcoming releases that interest us. Um, I think most of these are somebody else's, so if you're tired of hearing me talk, you're in for a treat. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil 2 HD, help yourself, whoever wrote it. Uh, I put that up. Um, I just thought this was... I thought I really liked Resident Evil 2. I thought that was one of it was it was it was a good sequel sure. compared to the first one. I thought it added a lot. I thought it was cool how you just started out in like a burning city with, you know, zombies right off the bat. Uh-huh. You know, it was it was it was awesome. Um, but they're doing an HD release, and it looks like it's going to have a telltale telltale style of like a decision. So they're adding elements to it, not just graphics. So they're actually going to add different things to the game where. Each each one will have a different experience. I think depends on who you play as. That's cool. Um, and I think what you do in the game is going to affect outcomes. So I think it'll add playability. So it's not just a playthrough. You play through again and you change your decisions. It's going to alter the game, from what I understand. And I think they're not just being like, "Well, here's a graphical upgrade. Have fun." It's like, "Well, what else can we add to this game to make it better and have people keep coming back to it?" I thought that was pretty cool. Um, for that one. So I'll probably end up picking that up when it comes out. I don't normally do the HD remakes all the time. Do you guys ever pick those up or what are your thoughts? Usually I'll get them with like, if they come in like a combo pack or something, but you know, it's obviously sometimes uh, they don't do uh, some, yeah, like more recently I have been picking them up, like, especially if they're like through steam or something. Cause like, I don't have any device that either can play them again sure. or, like or you know it'll they'll at least update it so a new system can can run it uh, finally i think i yeah. did that with mist um because like you try to play it now it's oh like, it's totally boring yeah it's something like that makes makes perfect sense but uh, some of these games are like something came out for ps3 and they're like well here's the ps4 remastered edition and it's just like well i, I mean i can kind of still play that it's fairly recent i don't i don't I, that, like, yeah like that's too soon though that's too yeah soon. <laughs> yeah, I think Resident Evil 2, I think, you know, how many people have a PS2 still set? Exactly. Not, I mean, I wish any gamer I will, but <laughs> I got three if you want one. Oh, I don't have any of my games I anymore. <laughs> I had so many so, games. Uh, yeah, I don't actually have a huge library of PS2. I was never, I, I, I leaned more GameCube, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Not, not not surprisingly at all. But yeah. I have I have like yeah, maybe twenty titles for PS2. Not many at all. But um, yeah, I don't know. Thought that was pretty cool. I'm excited to pick that one up. That's very cool. Um, Nintendo Online, their uh, Netflix style gaming service this month. Blaster Master and Zelda Two. Blaster Master and uh, Zelda Two. Yep. Okay. Yep. Pretty common, I, and I think enough has been said about those two games overall between our cast and others. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great fun stuff. games and all. Yeah, but um, I don't know who put the next ones. Uh, I, did, King- I did Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yes, obviously. Any fans of that series knows we're like two weeks out from the, uh, what it was, a, probably a 14-year wait or something like that. I know my wife is just like, chomping at the bit she has been waiting for this game since the second one ended and uh <laughs> she's very very excited 
Oh, yeah, and it looks fantastic. I mean, my kids are fucking off the wall, want to play this so bad. Because I had the... I was showing Amber the preview video, and the girls came in, and they saw Elsa and, and Rapunzel and flipped their shit. So... Paige was like, how long till this till that game comes out? And I'm like, uh, I think it's like 14 sleeps. She's like, that's so long. And Amber's like, shut up, I waited 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that comes, uh, I forget the actual date. It's the end of the month, though. It's coming out the end of this month. So I cannot yeah, that's a It's a series I never played like it. I should probably pick that up. Oh, it's a great series. It's, yeah. it's Final Fantasy meets Disney. Yeah, and it's more, but it's not like a turn-based, is it? Oh, God, I don't remember. It's more like, um, it's no, more it's like, like an action. It's an RPG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like classic Square Enix. Yep. Oh, uh, Travis was um, streaming a while ago, because that wasn't turn-based. Um, was it? Or am I thinking of something else? No. Well, they, I, have, they have a couple variations, so maybe, maybe one of the spin-off ones, because isn't there like a Kingdom Hearts, like, 2.1 or something like 2.5 yeah. something something maybe, maybe it was based yeah maybe maybe yeah one of them was more of an action i could be talking out of my ass like i said i never played them it's, so it's been so now. long since i played the first one i don't remember honest to god yeah, i don't like, remember the main, the main tentpole ones though are like classic square enix as far as yes. i know like again i haven't played them it's just more like watching them you're like twitch and whatnot like you know, classic like you 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 move your character around and kind of like the world, and there's cutscenes, and then when you fight, you get the like selection menus, like a like a Final Fantasy and things like that. Yeah. Hmm. They're fantastic, though. I I I beat the first one. I had such a blast playing that. And, uh, and uh, January twenty fifth is the that's right, the twenty fifth, week and a half now. Yeah, about. Yeah, Thir- two weeks. Thir- yeah, 13 two sleeps. <laughs> 13 days. <laughs> we measure time in sleeps in this house. <laughs> How many sleeps is that, Dad? <laughs> uh, all right, I think the next one might be you, Nick. Indeed. Uh, Metro Exodus coming in February 13th, so about a month out. That's going to uh, be dope. Looking forward to that. It's the, uh, I think it's the third installment of yes. the Metro series. Uh, but looking forward to that. Uh, another one that hit my radar that I wasn't expecting. And yeah. I don't know what, what to make of it. An alien isolation sequel, but it's on mobile. <laughs> I was, I wanted to punch my new monitor. Um, <laughs> you all got cell phones, right? <laughs> oh God, dude. What the fuck is this mobile trend? It's really driving me nuts. Cause I mean, like, I, I don't have a problem with it, but I hate it when it's like, because apparently the, the same thing happened here where it suddenly got started getting hyped up like oh there's an alien isolation sequel and everyone's like oh yeah give it to me because yeah, yeah. like for first me i was great the first one it's like great. yes this is like an alien experience it like hit all the numbers right and then it's like and it's gonna be a bubble it's like wait wait what what, what? what the fuck <laughs> well and what drives me nuts is like Again, a company is doing this where they're like they're making a sequel from for the people that played it on the original medium, whether it was PC or Xbox One. I have it on Xbox One. I absolutely loved it. So if I hear a sequel, I'm gonna be thinking it's coming to the Xbox One or the PC. And I find out it's coming to mobile. Like I, you know, I try not to be a negative Nancy, but I hope the people making this one and Blizzard with Diablo Immortal fall flat on their faces. Like, 
I, I, like yeah, that's the thing, and, and maybe yeah, you know, maybe again, like we talked about this with the, the, the blizzard, you know, the, the everyone shooting themselves in the foot, yeah, <laughs> two seconds ago. But it's like, like I don't have a problem with mobile games because more or less they usually they can be complementary, sure, and, you know, can maybe like fill in like little gaps or whatever. But it's like don't set it up to be like the next big thing and say it's on mobile. It's like set it, you know, like if anything, it's like the next big thing is a couple months out. But guess what? But you can guess play what? something now. Yeah, you can do. You know, go to your, go to your mobile phone provider app and download it now. It's like that's the way to do it. You know, it's like it's like okay, that works because it's like oh, you know, here's the big thing in the distance, but here's a little taste you can have it. I I'd have no it. problem with that. But this, like you said, this is the second time someone's pulled this shit. Yeah, and <laughs> I I read this. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking hit something. <laughs> No, you know what would actually be a cool idea if it was like, hey, we have this game coming out in six months, but we have a mobile version that's going to tell like a like, you know, like a prologue of what's going to happen in the game. And like, that's what you get to experience on the phone. And then when you get the game, you plop it in. It's like, holy shit, that was awesome. I got to experience this here. Yeah. Like, that would be awesome if they started doing stuff like that instead of just being like, well, here's the full game on this tiny little phone. Good luck with the controller. Yeah, like, who the yeah. fuck wants to do that? Like, even if I had a, a fucking iPad, I don't want a game on that. Like but The thing is, like, most of those types of games, I end up get, using an emulator on my PC, so I'll still play it on my PC yeah. through a phone emulator. It's like, come on, guys. A I phone get emulator. That's I gotta funny. get on that, because Ross is telling me there's some great... Uh, great square remakes on the phone he's like just get it a get an emulator and do it through there yeah well you're talking about kingdom hearts like i think i want to say 2.5 is a mobile game and like and, and i you know their marketing for that was was on point it's like hey you know and, and even like the way that it is like it wasn't wasn't three you know it wasn't like a direct two is 2.5 and it's like yep. you can do it on mobile and it's another <clears> little <throat> kingdom hearts experience it's like Yes, that's the way to do it. That's yes, the way to sell. Yes, it. So I can take that. <laughs> it's like here, get Daddy needs his medicine. Here's a little shot. <laughs> that's, that's what wait it is. For, wait for the next one. No shit. That's what it is. Oh my god. Oh, too oh, funny. Hey. So so yeah so so that's I, I'll keep my eye out on that I, like I, I I can't expect much out of that since it's on mobile but who knows maybe I'll who check knows? it out maybe we'll be pleasantly um, surprised. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll be pleasant. Or right maybe now, my I'm, office I'm, will have a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, you, you two are way too positive. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical. Like, yeah. It's like no, yeah. It's like no mobile game has ever been that good on a like franchise level. Maybe again, maybe I think the Kingdom Hearts ones have actually apparently been pretty good. But again, it, it's it works for that. Like yeah, you know, like the mobile game would work with the like the Final Fantasy style interface yeah when you're talking alien isolation where it's an fps like uh uh-uh, uh no you're like I, your fingers are covering half your screen it's like no mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it doesn't work it's not meant for that <laughs> yeah exactly it's like shake the phone oh ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> blow into the mouthpiece yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway moving on to like things that actually do look cool uh is combat uh, coming out next week yes. on, on all platforms. I I'm, might I'm be getting for, that for like, PC. Been... I've got a few bucks in my Steam yeah. wallet. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's where I'm going to be picking up. It's been a while since we've had a nice, good, fun combat like, sim. Uh, com- you know, air combat sim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is that going to have a VR component too? Isn't it? Uh, I think so. I, I was reading up on this, and there there is a VR component, but it's only like a couple levels. 
So you're not getting it's not going to be the full game in VR. It's a sure. couple like key key levels. But yeah, there there is a I think play, I think it's the PlayStation version. I don't know if it's a, I don't huh. know if there's a PC one. Yeah, um, I know the PlayStation version is definitely um good luck to everybody's stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh dude, heard, yeah, I couldn't like, handle Whoa! that shit. <laughs> oh, when you start doing barrel rolls, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that headset comes off super. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, nope, not for me. I'll be playing it though, just not in fucking VR. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be I'll be puking and sharting like Captain Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it in VR when I if, if I pick it up. Uh, Have somebody film you like, just but... in case you do puke and shark because that would be that would go viral. <laughs> oh, this is nothing. You should have seen us over the sea of Japan. The pilot puked his guts out. <laughs> I puke all over the radio. Next time, Ryan, put it in a goddamn memo. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and our our, our never ending exhaustive quotes of cinema. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was Hunt for Red October for anybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh the next item is mine. I actually just found out about this on the recent uh BFF episode, Bad Fodder Figures. Uh but somebody uh, a small team of independent guys basically from April of 2018 to now painstakingly went through and recreated from top to bottom scratch assets and everything that PT demo using the Unreal Engine. And they just released it, I want to say this week. You can grab it off their website for free. Just, uh, you know, Google Unreal PT if you haven't experienced it yet. I, I've watched... Plenty of people getting the shit scared out of them on YouTube uh, playing it, but I have not experienced it yet, and I'm really looking forward to playing it. It's absolutely free. Um, for those who don't know, it was the playable trailer or playable teaser of the game that uh, Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro were making, which, if I remember correctly, was officially going to be a Silent Hill title called Silent Hills. Um, and then Konami thought mobile was the way to go and can that, and I hope they just pee black for the rest of their lives. Um, There's another one. Like Everyone thinks like, mobile what, is the like, way to go for these complicated games. Like, if what? you're not fucking Farmville, you're not going to make money. Like, or Candy Crush, <laughs> or whatever. Like, if that's Angry how, Birds. Oh, my God. It just pisses me off. But anyway, so yeah, you can grab that now. I think they said they're going to be taking it down in less than a week anyway, probably trying to get ahead of a Konami cease and desist. <laughs> um, but yeah, grab it. I mean, it's probably going to be one of the last times anybody will get to play it. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. But that... Now, is, sorry? So a quick question. On the Death Standing, yes. is that also Hideo Kojima and Del Toro? I believe so. Okay, but but this that obviously that's completely different than this. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be completely different. I mean, I am yeah. sure it is pretty much that game in spirit. So, gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be. But who knows? At least Konami can't cancel that on them. <laughs> Pieces of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we'll actually go into news. 
News. News. <laughs> Eventually, we'll have that in there. <laughs> well, yes, we'll Look, have it. Listen, listen. It's been 31 episodes, and it's never gotten any better. So. <laughs> it's going to remain shit, people. Don't get your hopes up. Live with it. Live with it. We're doing it live. <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'll just cut the bit we just did, and we'll use that for our jingle. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, I'll let you take this one, Kyle, because I might hit something. Yeah, no. I think we're all going to because we're just sick of hearing about this kind of shit. But it's, I think this is taking it to the next level here. Um, Pennsylvania. Uh, let me go to that. Name. I think it's Quinn. Christopher Representative Quinn. Christopher Quinn, Republican, 168th District. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Delaware County. He introduced a bill to uh, add a 10% tax increase to any game that's rated mature, I believe. Or I think right now it's pretty vague and says violent video games. But uh, I mean, how, and I don't even know where to start there. But um, <laughs> anyway, oh. the, boo, the tax money is going to use to fund uh, school security enhancements uh, okay. because they think that that's the uptick in violence and school shootings and everything is now video games fault once again. Uh. Um and and probably Marilyn Manson too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wonder if he refers to his wife as mother. Yeah, right. <laughs> Does it's the same mother as uh Pence. Yep. Um so anyway, uh my thoughts on this uh it's it's a bunch of shit. I mean, if you're going to start I, I mean, uh, why why meeting? I'm I'm totally fine with funding schools for safety. Totally. Um if if it's oh, yeah. legitimate stuff, not just like, hey, give a teacher a gun. That's what we're paying for. I think that's crap. There's better ways. If you're going to use, you know, go through the methodology, the, 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 the testing and, and things to make it more secure, I'm down with that. Oh, yeah. The money shouldn't come from from taxing a violent video game because, I mean, it's a form of media. So are you going to tax violent books? Are you going to tax violent, violent movies? movies? Are you going to tax violent music? Like, where where does it end? And and what really, what, does, what constitutes violence? I mean. You're swinging a sword at somebody, you're beating them up with a sword until they you kill them, and they yeah, turn into I mean, a heart. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's a great point. Like, you know, there, there, you know, there's, you know, like any kind of story, there's, there's genres. So, are you talking like, you know, FPS violence? So, it's like, is the Call of Duties, is the Fortnite, you know, gonna be the one that's taxed, or it's like, you know, or it's gonna be, uh, yeah, look, Mario kills fantasy. turtles, yeah, yeah, he jumps yeah. on turtle, turtle Come violence, on. turtle yeah. violence. <laughs> It's just so stupid. It it is dumb. I don't know why they have to get the money from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like they, they would tax something that's more of like a luxury item. I mean, like you can guess you can call gaming a luxury item, but I don't consider it a luxury. I feel it's more of entertainment. But yeah, it's entertainment. Here, here's an idea, and why don't you just legalize pot already and get the tax benefits from that? <laughs> yeah, please. You'll have just a be happier, done with it. You'll have a much happier populace, and you probably won't have as many school shootings. <laughs> I wouldn't be as miserable. <laughs> I don't think any of us would. <laughs> Good lord! I, you know, it's and, and this one always irks me because you know I, I'm not one to get political. I mean, I am. If you have a couple beers and we're hanging out the house, I'll fucking tell you what I think. <laughs> but you know, this isn't a Republican or Democrat thing. It just happens that it's a fucking tool bag that you know is part of the Republican Party. But I've seen Democrats do this too. Yeah, it's been and, oh sure, and it's just oh sure. This is so stupid. Like, is there a rule that when you join a Congress or a legislature, you just become a complete toolbag fuckface moron? Like, 
are are you desperately looking? Yes. Yeah, you mu- They must. They must all be. You must like walk through a door, and two steps later, you become a dipshit. Like, welcome to Congress. You're now a moron. I, I just don't see like who sat down and thought this is what's gonna do it. Like, are you that stupid? I just I hate it. I hate it. Just, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, and part of me is like, well, they don't want him to go after guns. Oh you yeah. Know? And then I'm not. I'm not even getting into the argument of of, of guns and whatever. Uh, that's, yeah, whatever. That's has nothing to do with it. But they don't. They don't want anything pointing at guns. They don't. They 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 keep screaming mental uh, disabilities or mental issues, but they don't. They don't do anything about. Like, where has the funding for that gone? Yeah, where's the funding for that treatment? Oh yeah, that was so just, that was just a talking point for the administration and Congress. Make sure it's it's better. it's finger pointing without trying to find the root problem. Yep, exactly. Just ridiculous so. bullshit. And I'm just sad. It's our state. Another moron from our state thinking this is a great idea. Uh, yeah, like, have, any, have any other states like done things like this? Like I've, I've heard of weird things in the past, but like no, we're the first. Yeah. I'm sure Christopher that. Quinn is marching with his propeller hat on, thinking he's changing the world. <laughs> Way to go, asshole! Good for you. There's going to be videos of him burning Mortal Kombat 10 oh. or X, whatever. <laughs> I hope Nethersoft puts him in as a character. <laughs> or a finish- oh, wouldn't that be? That a, would be fantastic. <laughs> a finishable character in Mortal Kombat. Now, again, people, don't take that. this the wrong way. I'm just yes. saying, you know. It's a game. Jesus. That would just you be, know, and that's, that would be the ultimate irony on. is him being in Mortal Kombat as an unlockable character. <laughs> Listen, have you guys ever felt raged after playing a game that you want to go out and like do something stupid like that? If I heard it was coming out on mobile. <laughs> Good answer. Y'all got cell phones, right? <laughs> y- y'all got cell phones, right? Because <laughs> I'm about to beat some ass. Oh. Because, so, oh. you know, I've been, I've been playing Call of Duty and Doom and Mortal Kombat for, for years. And the only time I get pissed off enough where I want to punch somebody is when I'm playing multiplayer and I, and I get shit-talked by a 10-year-old. Yeah, that, that is enough to make me fucking go crazy. What the it's, hell are you doing? You, you suck, noob! Yeah, it's the chat that pisses me off more than anything. So Yeah, it's not the game. I mute, I mute chat you anymore. Know. No shit. It doesn't I, matter what right. game yeah, I'm playing. That's the thing, like. Usually, I, I just, I'm oblivious to the chat, you know, almost the entire time. It's like, it'll be going off, like, okay, they're doing their thing, and I'm playing the game. How about we do that? Yep. You gotta love it. Dude, and that's it. And that's interesting. And, and I'm sorry to go a little off topic here, but, you know, everybody who's given Nintendo crap for not having a chat on their, on their, the Switch, I don't miss it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm perfectly fine sitting in silence, Paul. I watch, you know, playing the game. I don't need to have a full on conversation about what wall I'm inking with my, with my freaking <laughs> inkling dude. I don't care. <laughs> Why are you going over there? What are you doing? Y'all, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I've muted chat pretty much in most games I play since I had kids. Uh, just because, mm-hmm. you know, oh, people are sure. fucking yeah, dipshits sure. anyway. Yeah. But still, like, I found it has made the entire multiplayer experience much better. Oh, yeah. 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 My blood pressure lowers. Yeah. No I shit. mute chat. Uh, good stuff. Way to go, Quinn. You're changing the world. Yeah. <laughs> All good right. Good luck buddy. Our next item. This is a big one, and I've been stewing this one over. But uh, Bungie splits with Activision. Bungie has gone independent once again. Bungie's like the Taylor Swift of game developers. <laughs> yeah, 
First they were themselves, then they went with Microsoft, then they split with Microsoft, they went independent again, then they went back to, and then they went to Activision, and now they split from Activision. And the interesting thing is that they're keeping you... Destiny. I was, damn it, I was going to do a dad joke. Oh, what? I was going to say Destiny. Well, I'll tell you what, it must have been a shitty dad joke because you totally cut out. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I'm not saying it again because now it would just be Even weird. Discord hates it. <laughs> I got beat by Discord for a terrible dad joke. Somebody like somebody listening to this conversation was like, "No, fuck this clip." No, this Discord was like, "No, none of that." Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Uh, I, it was just a joke saying it's Bungie's destiny. Bungie's not funny destiny. anymore. It's Bungie's destiny. Did I say Bungie? You sure did. Damn, this pink tartberry ale must be stronger than I thought. <laughs> Woo, <cool> guys! Awesome. <laughs> um, so I don't know what you guys think about this. I think it's very interesting that they were able to walk away with Destiny. It makes me wonder one of two things. Um, how good is Destiny really doing? Because you would think if that was a huge moneymaker, unless, unless Bungie just paid out the ass for it, but... Unless it's like a big... Or they had some agreement in place. I don't know if they did or not. But it just seems like Activision would be very reticent to let that go. I would think. Uh, I have a feeling... Uh, in, you know, no research or anything. Just, just kind of like, you know, the general kind of... You know... Gut feeling. Like, gut feeling, yeah. Based you know, just on like you know how gamers talk about things. Like, I think it's actually doing decent. It is. It's doing okay. okay. But it's probably not doing what Activision really wanted. Okay. And so it's probably in his position, and that, and, and you know, again, going with the gut feeling here that you know, Bungie was able to kind of snatch it up, saying, you know, hey, we're, we're going to separate. You know, we, you know, we want to take Destiny with us, and they're, you know, Activision is looking at the numbers, like, you know what, it didn't, it didn't meet, you know, the the cream of the crop, and didn't do what we thought it would do. Yeah. And so you know, it's like have at. It. But from Benji's perspective, it's like, yeah, this this is we we made what we want, and we're actually you know we're, we're doing decently well for what it is, and mm -hmm. we think you know we can at least keep going with it, and or whatever the next iteration, you know, Destiny three or whatever they plan to do it. It will be interesting to see what comes out of this, no doubt. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just very sudden. There, there was there. It wasn't like there was a rumor of this on the horizon at all. It was just like, bam! It's there's the headline. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, and right, I also question like what's happening in Activision in general because Blizzard. I mean, oh boy, like, apparently CEOs are leaving like jumping ship here. And Dude, like, the CFO was just so like let yeah. go. Yeah, and like no, no reasoning, no nothing. Like just like swept out the door. It really does. And when I mean that's your CFO. That's a big fucking deal. Like. That's just I don't know. It, like you said, what is going on? Over hey, Greg, like Blizzard, Blizzard is under Activision, but Blizzard is its own thing. But I, I you know, Blizzard is kind of like their tentpole. So, oh yeah, you know, are are they shaking things up in general and just you know, you know, kind of losing? I don't want to say like Bungie's necessarily dead weight, but it's just like you know they want to deal with that and focus on something else. You know, like yeah. Oh, maybe they're probably going mobile. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Still mad, <laughs> but anyway, so that that is a very interesting item. We're gonna definitely keep our eyes on that and see uh, what comes out of that over the next few weeks, few months. Um, 
The next one I think is probably uh, you, Nick, or Kyle. I don't know who put Indeed. this Indeed, yeah. So C- CES 2019. CES is always in the like, first, you know, Midweek or uh, mid month, rather. I forgot of, this is uh, January. Explain the acronym yeah, well, for the I, listeners. So, Consumer Electronics Show. They have it every year in, in Las Vegas. It's basically all this new tech that's coming out or about to come out. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's more for hardware junkies, I guess is the best way to describe it. Sure. Um, uh, but it, I always like watching it just to see like what's on the horizon, what you know, what's coming out, what's going to be the, potentially the next big thing. I mean, you know, before Fuck there was you, 4K, Kyle. that was. <laughs> For those who can't see, Kyle was adding an item into the CES uh, bullets that said Get, mobile gaming. gaming. Mobile gaming. <laughs> I'm sure, well, I'm sure they have a division of it. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. I just couldn't no, let that slide. No, I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, so, so obviously, the, like the big things is always like TVs and computer laptops. Yeah, you know, cell mm-hmm. phones are there. I think Samsung does their own thing. Um, Son of a uh, bitch. LG has phones. Yeah, they do phones. Yeah, LG makes. Um, I like LG phones. So so a lot of stuff like that. It's it's never like they're they're like oh this is the the absolute new product necessarily. Uh, But again, it's just kind of more uh, you know again the up and coming things. VR kind of made its initial debut here before like Rift and all that, and you know became kind of the wildly popular stuff you see now. So it's always a good barometer of what's to come if it's something major this year nothing really jumped out at me it's like oh this is the next big thing you know it's it's always the usual bigger tvs more pixels i think they're up to like 8k stuff now for fuck's sake Uh, (laughs) you can't tell the difference more pixels you cannot tell the difference at that point Uh, yeah yeah, exactly like the human eye can't can't detect it but uh, like i was reading up on the thing it's basically like it's like the compression that you know it becomes so vividly detailed that you know it's like it starts to look more real uh but even though your your eye can't decipher at 8k but but you know it's also ridiculously expensive too yeah (laughs) it'll be a few years before 8k takes off on a consumer level (laughs) like like, i always find this this humor too is like it's consumer electronic show but a lot of the stuff here is either you know it's prototype slash the first run of it, and it's so it's Bill Gates's that. early access playground. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like most most of the highest tech stuff you won't see at a consumer like a normal consumer level. Yeah, a couple years or several years. But again, like I said, it, it's a great barometer for like, ooh, this stuff's on the way. Yeah. Um, you know, this year it's been all about the self-driving tech. You know, obviously, like Tesla has its autopilot, and you know, oh. there's a few other initiatives like Nvidia has been doing uh, self-driving, you know, algorithms and whatnot. So, a lot of cool stuff there. Very um, interesting. A thing we saw last year was foldable screen tech. It was very early last year. Why? That now, well, now they're starting to be rolled into actual like viable products so, for gaming. Uh, well, gaming, uh, like display. So, like one of the th- neat, neat things I, I saw was uh, think a projector screen, except instead of coming down from the ceiling, it's coming up from like a box, like on like a credenza or something like that. Oh, neat! So, so essentially, like instead of having to constantly look at a TV all the time, you could just like it would you know go down and like fold into like a roll huh. and you know be out of the way again, like super niche stuff and you know super expensive too so it's like yeah. con- consumer won't be for a while but again it's like it's neat though like it it's feels like idea. the future i'm in the future <laughs> <laughs> where's my hoverboard <laughs> where's, yeah, exactly where's the hoverboard 
Um, transparent OLED is, is OLED. Kind of oh my god! Oh yeah. So they they have transparent LCD, but this new OLED allows for a lot more transparency when it's not actually let, uh, lighting up. There's a ton of videos on it. Super slick. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of an application for the average consumer. It's designed for being like malls or like a, a you know display window. So instead of just looking into through a normal uh, window, you'd have this like you know flashy you know advertisement going on and you know, <laughs> see product product behind. So it. instead of the shirt you want to buy in the window, it's a picture of the shirt you want to buy in the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, like their demo made it look like something out of Minority Report, where you had like, you know, pro- actual physical product behind it, and then like things are just like flashing in front of it. Oh, that's and, cool! You know, again, it's just super it slick. Is, it is cool. I, cool. I could, I could potentially see, like, I don't know, it'd be a weird application, but like, you know, eventually you could have like, you know, instead of like normal windows to a house, you could have a window, and then you just like press a button, and it just like, you know, goes from transparent to <laughs> opaque or something, and then suddenly that's your that's your viewing portal. That's it's cool. Like, it's your TV or something like that. I think that'd be neat. But again, it's the future. Welcome yeah. to the world of tomorrow. Two years away yet. <laughs> Just cool stuff. Captain um, Mike's another... got one of those OLEDs though for. Oh, do his... He's got one for his PC. Uh, Captain oh, Mike does. Right. It's oh, and it, okay. it sounds gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it look, looks hella cool, but I yeah. think it's also really helpful. I mean, not. I don't think it's a transparent OLED, but it's an OLED screen. Oh, but, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal OLED. Oh yeah, super sharp. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the last but, thing was, uh, was, was I thought was just like oddity, but uh, a suitcase uh, about the carry-on size that would follow you around like like a nice little puppy. <laughs> no shit. Uh, it has a whole bunch of tech in it. It has like a camera, and you basically like the, you pull the handle, and like there's some button in the handle, and it would be designed like you'd be in an airport, and you could be walking along hands-free, and you're not touching the suitcase, and it simply follows you as you go along. <laughs> like you know. Totally, you know, one of those like weird, pointless things. Like you, you you'd buy it just to show it off, type of thing. But as it's long like, oh, as that's, I could, that's pretty clever. As long as I could assign it a name so that I could run through an airport, going, "Come on, fuckface, we're late." Yeah, well, you think about the like the mouse droid from from Star Wars. That's the first I mean, that, thing that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what. That's a great point. That's exactly what this thing kind of looked like, <laughs> except it's it's in a suitcase type thing. That's so. awesome. <laughs> just hilarious. Oh, that's great. Uh, so that's CES 2019. That sounds like it's... I, I gotta check out some videos. It's always fun to watch, like you said. Uh, next item is mine. Actually, the next two are mine. Um, I'm sure everybody's heard about it by now, but Apple has reported much lower earnings than they had initially forecasted. Uh, mm-hmm. It's funny when you... when you Like, they're initially trying to blame it on, like, you know, the economy in China from the trade war. But if you actually start looking deeper into the statistics... And, you know, the numbers, what it's actually looking like is they've hit a point in America <laughs> where people are like, no, I'm not going to spend a thousand fucking dollars for a phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, I think they've hit their critical mass. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm still on a, an iPhone 4S. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what I got. Yeah. I got a two hundred dollar Motorola. Well, and I'm telling you, like, it does everything I need. It does everything I need. But that's the thing. Like, how how much are you willing to pay for like like you know a thousand? Like, you start getting into laptop territory. That's what I'm saying. Do you know how good? Do you know how good the new Alien Isolation is going to look? On <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got cell phones, right? Fuck you, thousand dollar cell phone. <laughs> uh, I you know, and I, I just it's like 
I swear Steve Jobs is rolling in his grave right now. That's the only thing I can think, because, like, he had no problem charging you top dollar for good technology. But Jobs was always insistent that you got something new, that you got something you didn't know you needed for that, you know, high price tag. You know, this is just Tim Cook selling a bigger version of the phone. Oh, yeah. And well, even going going back to like the, the CES stuff, like like all the, all the phone stuff, like there was nothing nothing revolutionary. It's just the same thing as like oh, either bigger phone or more yeah. charge or you know just just the normal stuff that'll happen. But nothing innovative was coming out of like the phone side of things. Like not just Apple, no. just like phones in general. It's like I'm not seeing any innovation. So like what this this what is my last iPhone. Thing? Like when this thing dies, I'm oh yeah oh yeah same for me. Like yeah, it, it was because like it was the last one. You know, it ended up being the last one before uh, I bought before Steve Jobs died. Yep, same here. But now I'm I'm like and and yeah, it's like I'm not seeing any innovation, and they're and they're getting hell of expensive. It's like oh, one, God. I don't want to be carrying that much of, of I don't want to carry that much money on me. Yeah, around. yeah, uh, around and and potentially, it, it, I guess it's not so much having it on me as, as so much like this thing can break and yeah, <laughs> you, and it's a thousand it fucking dollars. <laughs> exactly. It's like excuse me. It's like it's like for me, like you get about five hundred and you, you are pushing it. Like for, yeah. yeah, for a you mobile, are absolutely mobile pushing it. Like mm-hmm. beyond that, it's like okay, we're talking either like a tablet or I could get a, a shitty computer for that price. Exactly, it's like at that point, it's like you're crossing that threshold of like okay, this is way too much for a phone. It's like like yeah. and again, it's like what are you using it for? Yeah, like you know, it's like it, you know, it's like yeah, I use it like you know, you know standard mobile stuff. So like you know, the, the I use media. it to play Alien Isolation too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need the horsepower to play Alien Isolation. Yeah, I need, I need, to, I need to play my Diablo. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I'm on the record, man. This is my last iPhone. I'm done with iPhones after this. So, yeah, I had my I had my LG before this it was a G4. I know it's not an iPhone, but I loved it. Uh-huh. And I went to get the latest version of that phone, which is like G10. I forget what it was, but it was like 800 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even spending 800 bucks. That's no. insane. Uh, no. And then I was like, well, I I went on Motorola's website, and I was like, oh, look, this phone has everything I need for 200 bucks. Yep. I will buy that. And it's not like, you know, you can tell it's not the best. I said it does everything I need it to do. Yeah, and we're not... I, I have no complaints. We're not outliers here. We're really not. Like, I feel like a majority of people have hit that have hit that wall. And that's why Apple's not mm-hmm. making money. So they can keep yeah. going down this road. They're going to they're gonna disappear in 10 years. They don't start innovating. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's that. I don't think that, you know, anyone that's seen the latest iPhone prices, that's not a real shock. But um, the, the next one, this this is very concerning. Um, I'm, I'm hearing whispers through analysts, journalists, uh, some people who might be in the know over at Bethesda, you know, anonymous tips. But it sounds like uh, because Fallout 76 was a total dumpster fire... And uh, did not make close to what uh, the shareholders for Bethesda were expecting that it would make. There is now a lot more pressure on the company to release Elder Scrolls Six, And the rumor is that it might even be pushed up as soon as the end of this year. 
Wow. Now, yeah, and what's real concerning about that is when Todd Howard sold us his bowl of bullshit on Fallout 76, <laughs> and then after uh, they showed the the quick movie for Elder Scrolls 6, it was very clear that that game was years away. I mean, his own words. We were years away from it, but here it is. Here's your treat. You know, here's yeah, Elder Scrolls 6. I think early estimates were like, at best, 2020. At best. Mm-hmm. You know, late, like, late 2020, at best, yeah. Yeah, so the the rumor is that they want the that the shareholders want this to to be the the savior, and if that is the case, all they can say Bethesda is you got some real dumb fucking shareholders. Uh, if they think that after this you know car crash, that rushing another product to market just on name recognition is gonna make that money, I could tell you this this could easily be the end of Bethesda. Yeah, I mean, well, like, I mean, from my perspective, like, they have almost completely burned the bridge yep. uh, via Fallout 76. Like, you know, and now granted, <laughs> that only applies probably to, like, Fallout people. Like, you know, if, if there are those that, you know, only play Elder Scrolls and, you know, they're, they're thinking, sure. like, oh, yeah. okay, like, like, you know, you're going to be using up the last of the goodwill on that side if they haven't seen, or, or if they feel like Fallout 76 was an outlier. Yeah, if they drop the ball on this one, and I mean, there's there's some very concerning flags. I mean, uh, it was it might have changed, but at E3, it was stated that they're sticking with the same engine for Elder Scrolls Six, and all the leaps and bounds they made for Fallout seventy six would be seen in Elder Scrolls Six, which is <laughs> very concerning. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could be. I hope the shareholders uh, smarten up and just, you know, take a painful year and make it a a lesson learned with uh, Captain Howard and, you know, get them to get their shit together and get back on the ball. Because if they do rush this, uh, it's not going to be good. Uh, I'd be very just, shocked just, if it were. Just pray they don't have, like, an Elder Scrolls <clears throat> bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We caught you an Elder Scrolls water skin made out of pleather. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Nalgene bottle. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I agree with you, Nick. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm never buying a Bethesda game on the day of release ever again. No, oh, yeah. Day one, absolutely not. It's like I, it's going to be very much wait and see. Yep. How bad does it really? Oh, that sucks because they're working on Doom right now too. <clears throat> yeah, so we'll see what happens. So, admittedly, I'll probably get that day one. <laughs> you are a big Doom <laughs> fan, but well, yeah. Doom, Doom, Doom is on its own engine, isn't it? Though. Yes, that's a completely. Different it is engine. on its own engine. So. It is. It's, there, it's there's one a that chance. Works. It's it almost like Bethesda work. has yeah. a different team working on that one that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, that's the thing. I mean, it will be, it, it, you know, Bethesda is not just like all the teams work on just one thing. Obviously, there's there will be a Well, that's what he said for 76. 76. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, well it, I mean, 76 really felt like the interns worked on it. it like, yeah. from stem to stern, like, okay, interns, handle the ticket system. Oh, shit, it's released to the public. Oh, God, <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> what do you mean the bags were too expensive? Damn it, interns! <laughs> what do you mean you gave them away to streamers? <laughs> oh god! Oh, yeah, like it, just like yeah, just like oh. Now, now, uh, you know, I'll give credit. They are fixing a lot of the seventy-six stuff, but one, it's not enough to bring me back to the game. Like I put it on the shelf for now. It's like okay, 
I may check it out in a few months. Maybe if they get their shit together, you know, I'll, I'll check it out again. But man, it's just like they it shouldn't have released in that state. Nah. The PR around it has been absolutely horrid. The security around it has been absolutely horrid. It's like get your act together and totally. get it. You know, not only for seventy six sake, but like everything else is on the line now. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a very critical time for Bethesda, and we'll see how twenty nineteen irons out for them. But I think it's very bad news if that rumor turns out to be true. But as of now, it's a rumor, nothing confirmed. So we'll wait and see in a, a holding pattern here. And on that note, we'll move on to our save point game of the month. Um, we held a poll on the save point group of Disney games uh, to pick for the month to play a Disney game, and Darkwing Duck was chosen. Oh, such a classic! Darkwing Duck for an. For Nintendo. There's, there's a couple versions out there. So this is the NES version for all of you who aren't on the save point that listen. It is the NES version. Yeah, I've played the NES <laughs> way back in the day. Took me forever to finally mm-hmm. But man, that day, I remember that day because I was like jumping up and down like, I got it! It was tough making this list because I was like, what do I put in here? Because there's so many good Disney games back in the day. Well, especially like the Disney Afternoon set that you could get on Xbox. Yeah, it, all of those. Were... It had du- Ducktales, uh, Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers, oh, and Tailspin. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh man, Rescue. Oh man, it's all coming back. <laughs> um, yeah, Rescue. You can get that. On... Little... Sorry, go ahead. No, let's say even like out of those Nintendo games, I think the most surprising one to me was how how good the Little Mermaid was. I never played that. Did you guys one. play it? It's oh, surprisingly no. good. I, I know I played the shit out of Quackshot on Sega. I loved that game. The Donald Duck one. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. A good one? But yeah, yeah. so I haven't, I haven't gotten to play it yet, but um, that's on my list for the week. Have you, either of you guys played it? Well, I mean, Nick, obviously not. Uh, no, no. Uh, but, I, but man, I'll have to try and dig it out. I'll try and dig it out, because that's, that's definitely what about you, Kyle? Did you get a chance to play it? Play what? Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck? Uh, oh, God, a long time ago. All right. I didn't play it at all. I, I, I mean, now since that was the one that was chosen. Yeah, I think for our next episode, I'll definitely get a couple hours in on it, because this is the sure. one that I have not played. I have not played Darkwing yeah. Duck on the NES. Oh, good. No oh, good. We'll get a fresh take on it then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I'm very excited because I've heard nothing but good about it. So, and I, I you love... should download an emulator on your phone and play it on there. <laughs> I should pound your face. <laughs> it, it funny, funny, funny. I mentioned that my kids. I wound up picking up for them on Amazon, wondering if they'd like it. But I picked up that Dennis the Menace movie from the early '90s with Walter Matthau. Oh, the one with um. Tastes like paint. And with wood. Christopher Lloyd. And yes, wood. and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, he plays the the bad guy in it. Yes, and my kids yeah. love this movie. We've been watching it, and I'll tell you what, it holds up. I still love this movie, but like my, my kids were upstairs. I never thought I'd hear anybody say Dennis the Menace holds up, <laughs> dude. It's amazing. It's it's still awesome, and it's still hilarious. Like it's even better now as an adult. Like you pick up on the the big kid jokes, so to speak, but um. Oh man, is that funny? What the hell happened with the? Uh... Oh, my kids were upstairs, and I just heard Paige say something to Mia. Mia's the younger one, and she's like, "Mia, you could go get this." And she's like, "I could pound your face." <laughs> I just remember this scene with Margaret 
But yeah, oh god, it's just been fun watching that. So that's what that reminded me of. But anyway, so let's go to our question of the bye week. Um, we asked, Kyle and I came up with this one. Uh, with the success of Netflix's Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which I played, and it was a blast. If you like choose-your-own-adventure, full-motion video games. And it's Black Mirror, so it's nice and fucked up. Uh, you can just play it on Netflix with a smart TV or on your phone or whatever. It's it's great. So check it out. So anyway, with the success of Bandersnatch, it got us thinking. What were some FMV full-motion video games that you enjoyed from back in the day? Um, I'll start with the save point. We got a couple there, and we have a couple voicemails in response to this as well. And then uh, we'll finish off with our take on it. Um, but in the save point, Eric Bouchard, otherwise known as AZ Rockslide from the Everyday Gamers, said, I actually streamed one of my favorites right around Halloween, Seventh Guest. When that game came out, there was nothing else like it. I really enjoyed the game, and it was honestly fun to dive back into it on stream. Hell yeah. Either of you ever play Seventh Guest? No. Nope. Really? I'm not so shocked about you, Kyle, but... I even figured it might have been on 3DO or something, but Nick, you never got to play that one. No, never did. So that's another, like, again, one of those FMV games with, like, you know, full sets to wander around on as in first person. And it was like, you know, you're invited as the seventh guest to this party at this really creepy mansion of a mad toy maker. Huh. And if I remember correctly, I could be remembering wrong, but I'm 99% sure that's right. And there's, like, puzzles to solve, and you, you start uncovering the secrets of this place. Very, very fun. And uh, just, just seeing that comment, Eric, brought back a ton of memories. I remember I remember getting that, and um, my computer was too slow to keep up with the CD-ROM, so I actually had to upgrade. <laughs> this was in the days of 386. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had a blast with that one. Uh, Jeremy from the Bad Fodder Figures posted uh, Supreme Warrior... It looked so good on the shelf, but the gameplay was terrible, as you might expect a first-person FMV fighting game to be. Wow. So I wound up checking this out. I'm just going to let you hear some sound from it. Alright, so there's a guy with, like, a funky dragon mask on. And horrible martial arts. And even worse acting. It's bad. Good, but not good enough. Like I can't even see where the gameplay actually comes in. But uh, yeah, looks good on the box. Horrible in execution. Yeah, I'm watching this. <laughs> wow, it's bad. <laughs> um, I don't think we got anything on Twitter, so I will just head right into the voicemails. Now, we have two this week. Uh, so let's check out this first one. This is a new caller. Uh, here we go. Ah, oh, Retro Wrench. This is Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm looking at your question for the week, and it says, of the full motion video, this FMV, what is your favorite from back in the day? And I must say, there can be only one, and that is the Highlander series. <laughs> Look it up. Play it. I demand it. Sean Connery demands it. Ah, uh, we can't hear it. Oh, you can't? Nope. Nope. Oh, shit. 
Oh, good. I thought I was the only one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hold up. I'm going to have to edit this part out. Oh, I didn't even see you guys actually saying that. Hold on one second. Oh, sure. Just forget about us. <laughs> Are we nothing to you, Al? Do, do, do. Yeah, no shit. Buttholes. Um, I'm going to restart my audio engine. Actually, let me just try the old trick of leaving here and coming while we, back. While we wait, I should let you know the Cowboys are losing. Yes. I remember to edit that out. Okay. All right, I'm back. Welcome back. All right, let's see. Hi, back. Ah, oh, retro wrench. Can you hear that? John Connery. I'm looking at nope. your nope. What the fuck? Um, hold up. Okay. Can you hear it now? The week and it says yes. Yep. Okay. That's what it was. I shut the wrong. All righty. Give me two seconds, and I will start the call over. You just take uh, five seconds of silence here, so I know where to edit out. Sure. Okay, that problem's been solved. Uh, let's go to the voicemails. Uh, this is a new caller this week. Here we go. Ah, oh, retro wrench. This is Sean Connery. I'm looking at your question for the week, and it says... This guy sounds familiar. Full motion video, <laughs> this FMV, what is your favorite from back in the day? And I must say, there can be only one, and that is the Highlander series. Look it up. Play it. I demand it. Sean Connery demands it. <laughs> I don't know if Sean Connery is such a fan. I know, especially of the Highlander series. Uh, <laughs> You know, if it was Sean Connery saying, don't play it, I might be like, oh, okay. But I don't well, know if anybody should play the Highlander series. <laughs> I've I've heard anything he's in, he tends to love, especially League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. The one that ended his career. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I saw this call, and uh, I listened to Mr. Connery, and I did check it out. And wow we another steaming pile of shit that you might have actually gotten to play it kyle because it was a jaguar game it's a jaguar cd game and i am not playing those a-hole prices <laughs> or that people charge for those jaguar cd i am not paying 500 dollars for a piece of i'm listen i love my jaguar 500 i would love a jaguar cd but they just for the cd console they ask 500 bucks i am Holy not doing it shit it's insane for like for for maybe I don't think there's any good CD games for the Jag CD. Maybe no, one Battle Battlezone. Maybe don't waste your money because I watched somebody play this, and uh, I'm not. I've seen it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's bad. It's real fucking bad. Real bad. Apparently, yeah. the only way you can do damage is by sweep kicking, which we all know the Highlander, you know, did. I guess this is off the cartoon, which I never saw. Uh, but yeah, oh boy, what a steaming pile of crap that was. But Ramirez is in it, hence why Connery loves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Connery. He did sound familiar, I gotta say. Oh, yeah, we must we must know him. 
But, uh, <laughs> all right. So we do have another caller this week. Who could it be? I wonder. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> French French is back. <laughs> Once again. Guess I'm back. Guess I'm back. Guess I'm back. Hey, gentlemen. <laughs> Getting up the old hotline here. I see it in the hotline question. So I've called in with my answer. Yeah. yeah that's oh. how people. When these guys, when you look at the podcast and these guys sit in the question, Okay, they don't say it on the podcast. They kind of put it out on Twitter. But and you see that, and, they, and then you, you, you call in. See, you call in and you talk, and these guys enjoy listening to people talk, and they interact with you in a way, so it's kind of cool. So if you're not calling in, then call in. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, nice Justin. Right, we're talking FMV games. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got one for you. Strip Poker Live! <laughs> <laughs> All right! Oh, radio edit, radio edit. Don't wait, 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 wait. I, never, I didn't mean to say that. I was, I was coughing. I have a cold. <laughs> Winter cold. <laughs> I'm in a uh, dragon's lair. Yeah, that's a dragon lair. Dragon's oh, lair. Dragon's oh lair. Dragon's nice. Dragon's lair. Dragon's lair. I think that's it. Yeah, when I first seen that in the arcade, I was blown away. I thought this way. I thought we'd hit the mountain. Yeah. I thought oh, we yeah. couldn't go any higher. We couldn't do any better. There's nothing in the world that would ever beat that. And then I see they, I believe they wanted 50 cents for that thing, if not 75, and that was a bit of a heartbreak there. I mean, like, you want me to put in more than one quarter. I mean, I understand so you're get blowing you. me away with oh, what you're showing you. me, and you're taking me to the next level of gaming, but really, you want more than one quarter? What, do you think I'm rich? <laughs> but I really enjoyed that a lot, and uh, keeping it on the home system there, I did have that Sega CD. I still have it to this day. I could actually go in my basement, pull out that Sega right CD, on. and I bet you it works. Well, I might not be able to find the power cord, but... Uh, you know, now it's in tip-top shape. But I, I, I thought Sur Shark was, yeah, blah, Sur Shark was pretty cool on the old uh, Sega CD there. <laughs> I never played that. You know, have a handful of games. Oh, that's I funny. They had that, what, that Night Trap game or something. And, uh, <laughs> Night Trap, remember, yeah. Uh, maybe a, did they have a Sonic? I think they might have had a Sonic game on there, too. That was short-lived, mm-hmm. but hey, it was a good try by Sega. Yay, Sega! <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's how that goes. So uh, my question, I have a question. I haven't been asking too many questions, but... uh. Everybody seems to be hyped about this Resident Evil 2 remake, so just wonder oh. where you guys sit hmm. on that. You're like, uh, I'm the hype train, can't wait to get it, can't wait to play it, here we go. Or don't you care? <laughs> I'm kind of curious. I think I'll download that 30-minute or something demo, that one-shot something demo, and see what it's like, and I'll give it a try. But I'm, I'm probably running out of time, so I guess I better cut this off now. And remember, radio edit. I never said anything about any strip poker live game. I'll take that to my grave. I never said that. <laughs> Anyway, guys, great show. Have a good one. And uh, Arriba Durchy. Arriba Turkey, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, that was a good call. Because I had completely forgot about one of my favorite FMV games of all time, and that is the Dragon's Lair series. Yeah, yeah. classic. Oh, yeah. so great. Anybody by Don Bluth, I think? Yes, Don yeah. Bluth. Did he do Space Ace also, right? He sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did Space Ace, and um, those I, I'll tell you, I mean, the three of us are old enough to remember <laughs> what it was like to go into arcades. And, um, yeah. You know, I where the arcade that was uh, by me when I was growing up, when I was, it was, I don't even think I was a teenager yet, and uh, they had a Dragon's Lair cabinet, and it was 50 cents, uh, which was odd, because it was like... A lot of those games, they really tried to charge you an arm and a leg for even then. Like, I think similar ones were like a dollar. But for whatever reason, Dragon Slayer was 50 cents. And I went in, 
you know, any Friday that I could go there and I had some money, like, that's that was the only game I played. I was determined to beat that game, and I eventually did, and that was, like, you know, the cool thing about arcades was, like, when you started getting to a point where, you know, you'd been on there for a while, especially Dragon Slayer, because people, you know, would wait in line to play that, because it was very popular, but, like, when they see that you've been on it for a while, and you're on the same, you know, quarters, now you're getting to the parts that people hadn't gotten to yet, so all of a sudden, like, I had this small crowd of people watching me play Dragon's Lair, and I had finally beaten it, and I just remember, it was like, yeah, like... Yeah, everybody's just kind of giving you the high five and and shit like that. But, I mean, I easily spent probably close to $20 on that game. I mean, you think 40 playthroughs, which shows you how much I suck. Uh, But it took that many times. But I did get it. That was a tough game. It was was very tough. um, But it's, it's still one of my favorite games. And I do remember, like, mid to late 90s, I had a pretty decent computer for the time. And I was I went to an electronics boutique and they had the whole trilogy there for PC on CD-ROM, and uh, oh boy did I pick that up and I played all three of them in like a weekend. And nice. I still have the box somewhere I think. But yeah, I loved Dragon's Lair. That's a really good, uh, good one there, Fred. Um, well, you ahead. know where you can play Dragon's Lair now? Hmm. On your phone. No! Oh, you piece of shit! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. Actually, yeah, yeah, I think I think there is a. It's a five dollar, five dollar app. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, uh, that's great. Um, yeah, uh, and I I don't know so much about the Sega CD games. I'm sure Kyle can speak more to that, as I didn't really have one. But yeah, Sewer uh, Shark. Yeah, so I'll jump. I'll actually jump into mine because that was actually one of them that I've played. Um, so I got the Abomination of the 32X and the Sega CD, oh, and wow. I remember Frank getting sewer, sh- yeah, sewer Shark, and uh, I got to disagree. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> um, I'm not real big on that, so I, I so take that with a grain of salt. I, I did not like Sewer Shark. Um, I know there's a ton of... I did not have Night Trap, so I can't say that was one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> what was another one? Uh, Corpse, Zom- Corpse of... Uh, what the hell was it? Zomb- Corpse Killer. It was Corpse a Sega Killer. CD32X game. Yeah, um, it was awful. <laughs> um, that was an FMV. The acting was terrible. But that's one of those where I think it's so bad, it's funny. Yeah. You know, like, it's so bad, it's good. Uh uh, the one, I'll tell you what, the ones that I want to get at some point, and actually I think the biggest one I want to get is Road Avenger. Uh, Road Avenger? You guys have, yeah, it's almost like a... It's like a, in the style of um, Dragon's Lair, where you know, it's, it's just animated, and it's like you, know, you have to hit the button at the right time. Yeah. But it's all like a car chase scene getaway, okay, and no. it's, post, it's supposed to be really awesome. Uh, I wonder if it's on check the it out when you guys get a chance. I wonder if it's on the archive. Probably. We'll have to check it out. Probably. So I think that's one that I'd like to try. Um, again, I'm not usually real big on FMV games, but I'd like to try that one. As far as the my favorite, I hate it. So I don't have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a favorite one. So I will say, come back to me. Dragon's Lair was one of my favorites, but not my favorite. Uh, I will tell my favorite when we hear from Nick. So what about you, Nick? So yeah, like I you know, I had to like kind of think up one and you know 
oh man, F and B because I mean like F and B was all also on like a lot of games. So it's like you know you know the the more Bandersnatch style. Uh, yeah, I think most of them ended up being very crap in that kind of style. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh, one that stood out to me that I, that I think you know still qualifies if you ever played it or heard of it, the Journeyman Project. Uh, yes, I, that yeah. came with my Packard Bell PC. I loved that game. Yeah, like that was a class. It was kind of a combination of like mist and you know, yeah. like decision making. Oh, I forgot you know, kind about of that. And you know, uh, and I, I guess you could say Mist maybe kind of qualifies a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, you know, no Mist. I I would give it to Mist as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like those those were like my favorite F and B games from back in the day. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mist is a, a forever classic. Mist and Riven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, sequels absolutely. Yeah, definitely good stuff. Um. For me, it was easy, and I, I don't know if it was necessarily if the game was that great. Uh, it was, but I think what made it such a great memory for me and why I loved it so much is it was one of the few games that my dad actually played, and he's not much of a gamer, but I remember him and I sitting at the computer trying to figure out the right choices for this one, and we he and I I bought it for him years later, you know, because that computer eventually died and we lost the disc to it. But I wound up finding it and buying it for him for Father's Day like 10 years ago or so. And he sat down, you know, in his basement and played that game left, right, up, down, front, center until he finally unlocked the ending. And that was Silent Steel. Mm. Um, it was a full, mo- you know, FMV game, kind of like Bandersnatch, where you'd get, you know, different prompts to make different choices and and say different things but it all took place on a submarine and the acting was actually decent like it most of these are notoriously bad but like they had decent acting and of course they use the same clips of subs underwater that hunt for red october and every other submarine movie used throughout the 80s including the one with the, the 688 sub jumping out of the water, like, <laughs> you know, that, that again, has been in every 80 submarine movie. But, you know, the the, the set design was cool, um, the acting was good, and it, the story was really fun. You know, it's you're, you're just going out on a, a standard patrol, and, like, very early on, you get called into sonar, like, they, he keeps picking up this weird noise, and all of a sudden it turns out that like somebody had put something on your sub to make noise to give your location away and it turns into like you know you're you're running from a rogue uh russian submarine and just very very cool and um it was very well done I, again it's it's one of those like if it's on the archive i might even pull it up and play it tonight <laughs> just cuz i have i have good memories of that game but I, I think it might just be you know good memories of playing it with my dad and and uh you know, anyone that, that plays the game, my dad and I still say it to this day, like, if one of us does something really stupid, you know, we'll say the this the phrase that your uh, first officer uses every time you screw up in the game, he's just like, you boned us, Captain. And then the whole sub, <laughs> the sub explodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Silent Steel, I, have, I don't even remember who made it, to tell you the truth, but it was, uh, it was fun. It was one of those good FMV games that, you know, actually managed to pull off all the all the things it was trying to do and, and did it all right. Um, 
But yeah, so that is our question of the bye week. Uh, Kyle, do you have the voicemail line to give out to... Uh, actually, Nick, why don't you give out the voicemail line? Sure. A voicemail line for future episodes. You can dial in at 610-810-1654. I was ready that time, by the way. Oh, damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. It was up. <laughs> but yes, uh, you know, again, like Fred said, you know, don't be afraid to call in. We just want to talk. Um, and I always appreciate the people that do call in, including Mr. Connery, that overachiever. <laughs> uh, but no, um, uh, you know, obviously you can answer the question of the bye week, but you don't have to do that. You can just call and rant like a lunatic and we'll roll with it. So uh, thank you to everybody that calls in. Do appreciate that. And we will move on to our shout outs. Final thoughts. Uh, Kyle, do you have any shout outs you want to give this week as we wrap this up? Uh, other than go birds, hell yeah, and, F, da- and F Dallas. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Other than our fans and stuff, yep. excellent people who listen. Yep, uh, Mr. Nick. Uh, no new shout outs again. Yeah, I'll echo that. You know, thanks to all the fans listening and uh, keep up. You have anything you want to uh, promote? Any uh, upcoming streams? Uh, you can normally catch me on Twitch TV uh, slash Black Eagle Ops. Uh, stream Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. and Sunday starting at 1. Tomorrow, uh, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, um, but probably Monday and Tuesday I'm going to do some single player. We're going to probably finish up Kona and then cool. uh, figure out what I'm doing. All right. Um, for my shout outs, you know, obviously, big shout out to the fans and people that are listening. Uh, always appreciate it. Really appreciate all of you out there that are spreading the word and you know retweeting our episode posts and our questions of the week. I really sincerely appreciate that. We I mean, we all do. So thank you to everybody that's getting the word out and more and more people are listening and we appreciate that. And if you do enjoy, you know, feel free to leave us a review. Uh, you know, even just give us a retweet on Twitter and help push us. You know, push us along. Uh, it's always appreciated. A uh, big shout out to uh, Team Good for Gaming. Uh, I have to make a correction. Uh, in the last episode, I said we had changed our name, uh, and no, we are still Team Good for Gaming. And thank you, Eric Az Rockside, for correcting this on Twitter. I do appreciate that. It was a mistake on my part, but uh, we are still Team Good for Gaming. We have just our extra life team this year. We've named it uh, Mason's Little Warriors in honor of Mason Sims. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. We are still, you know, at Good for Gaming on Twitter and. Uh, you know, we're, they're still just the awesomest group I've ever been a part of. So, big shout out to them. Uh, big shout out to Everyday Gamers. They've been uh, really giving a treat uh, over the past couple weeks with the holidays and stuff of some of their best of episodes, and uh, they're fun. Uh, definitely check out some of the recent posts. It's like some of their you know, favorite moments on the show, and some of them are very very funny. Um, so it's always good to listen to. And then the boys at the Bad Fodder Figures. You know, Mike, Matt, Eric, Jeremy, big shout out to you guys. And actually, I'm going to be joining the fellas, uh, not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after. We are going to be doing a spoiler cast of Red Dead Redemption 2. So this is going to be, you know, our deep dive talking about the entire game, whereas we kind of just gave impressions in the last show that I joined them on. Now we're going to we're going to spoil it. We're going to be talking spoilers. So if you haven't played the game or, you know, you haven't beaten it, and you don't want to know what happens, 
Uh, you may not want to listen to that show, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I had a lot of lot of fun the last time I joined the guys, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. So check them out. That's Bad Fodder Figures, and uh, that's F O D D E R. Excuse me, F O D D E R Figures. Um. And then if you want to hang out with us, uh, you can hang out in the Save Point, the group we talk about, our book club for games, at tiny.cc slash save point. Uh, you can email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at theretrorents. You can catch me, at retrorentsal. That's also my Twitch name, and I'm starting to stream more regularly, so I'll post on Twitter when I'm going live. Uh, you can follow Nick at Black Eagle Ops, both on Twitch and Twitter. And Kyle is actually on Twitch at the very least, and he is at Kibis. Uh, so we look forward to uh, catching y'all on our streams as well. And that will wrap this up for episode 31. Um, I don't think I have any wisdom other than uh, Bethesda. For the love of God... Don't rush Elder Scrolls 6 out this year. I think that'd be bad. And if you say it's coming out on mobile, I'm going to punch a puppy. <laughs> think of the puppies. Think <laughs> of the puppies, Todd. Think of the puppies. Maybe you know, he doesn't like puppies. Now he's going to hear you say that. You know, if I ever get to meet him in person, I just want to go, like, Christmas vacation on him and be like, Why is the carpet wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margo. Did, it, did did you see the the Christmas pictures from last year? I actually, my mother-in-law went and bought us all Christmas vacation sweaters that had sayings from the movie on it. <laughs> and my yeah, like my sweater was sweater. yeah, and my sweater was I don't know, Margo. <laughs> 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 anyway, everybody, thank you for listening and uh, thanks for coming out, Nick. Kyle, shout out to you guys. Thanks for uh, coming up on a Saturday night. I know it's not a normal recording night. And uh, I will probably be going live here shortly on Twitch at RetroRuntsAl. Probably going to be playing something retro on my fucking $2,000 computer. <laughs> right on. All right, everybody. Have a good night. We'll catch you soon. All right. Later.